Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Matthew chapter 21, verse 14. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus replied, Yes. Have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies. Then he left them and went out to the city to Bethany and spent the night there. So this is, uh, this is approaching Passover time. And there would be a large number of 12-year-old boys all prepared for their first Passover, just as Jesus was when he was young. And it says, as he grew in, in stature and in favor, uh, you know, with, with, with others, this is something that would happen as you would, as you would hit about 12 years old, you're pre preparing to become a man within Jewish culture. And so it's time for you at 12 years old to come and observe your first Passover. And these boys, they see Jesus. He has miraculously healed people. These likely, the, the, a lot of these people, the, the, those who were handicapped, those with special challenges, special needs, the blind, that they would be healed set them free from a hyper-legalistic restriction that would have kept them from being able to enter the temple. Uh, and an overzealous application of Leviticus 21, 16 through 20, uh, it's, it's quite plausible at this point. Some Pharisees, Sadducees were enacting restrictions on who could come into worship. Those who were restricted from coming into, into fellowship who had leprosy, this was actually enacted for the, you know, just for the sake of containing the spread of leprosy. Uh, you know, we're all now quite familiar with the, the concept of quarantining. And this was actually first laid out um, millennia ago in the Old Testament if someone had leprosy. And then they had to go to the chief priest and show that they were symptom-free so they could come back into fellowship. But in contorting Leviticus 21, there were likely these restrictions on those who had special needs to be able to enter the temple. And now Jesus has healed the lame. He has healed the blind. He has healed people. And now they're able to come in. These young children who are waiting to observe their first Passover see Jesus do this. And they cry out, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna, God come save. We talked about this in our Christmas morning message. God come and save to the son of David, meaning he's the Messiah. This is a confession that Jesus is Lord, that he's the anointed one, that he's the Christ. He's the one that we've all been waiting on for thousands of years at this point. He is the one. God come and save, Hosanna to the son of David. Jesus is the Christ. It's a proclamation of Jesus's deity. It is a proclamation of praise to him, and it is a plea to him to come and save. The children see the miraculous healings and they proclaim, God come and save, Jesus is the son of David. Now, the officials don't like this. They don't like this. They're indignant is what verse 15 says to him. And, and they, they, they say to him, do you hear what these children are saying? <laughs> the officials are asking Jesus, do you hear? This is as the priests, the chief priests and the scribes rather are, are asking Jesus, do you hear what these kids are saying? And Jesus is, yeah. <laughs> and he quotes Psalm, I think it's Psalm 8 verse 2. This has all been prophesied from of old that God has prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies. 
that in a psalm inspired by the Holy Spirit centuries prior, God preordained this, that these young ones, these little ones, and the psalm that he quoted, quotes, it actually refers to infants and even nursing babies, all right, newborn little ones, that they likewise would be preordained by God to praise him. It's exquisite. It speaks directly to what we talked about in Matthew chapter 18 in our sermon, Do Babies Go to Heaven? You can see that here on our channel. It, it speaks about God's heart toward little ones. It's further evidence of God's heart toward now infants, particularly nursing babies, even, uh, even named in, in the Psalm 8, quote, this is God's heart toward children. And these are the children's response to Jesus that these little ones would say Hosanna to the son of David and that Jesus would proclaim in response to the indignation from the chief priests and the scribes, this is a fulfillment of what was prophesied in the Psalms. Now you see what that Psalm was for, that God would preordain little ones would praise him. And now here in the gospels, here it is manifest playing out in narrative form. Jesus is healing. The children are praising him. And now Jesus has proclaimed this in, in the face of the chief priests, who should have been the most informed of all, who should have been the happiest people in town, the scribes, the most learned men of all, the ones who knew scripture better than anybody. They ought to have seen it as a prophecy fulfilled right before their very eyes, but they were indignant. Remember, the crucifixion is coming up. It's around the corner. Jesus rightly speaks this about these children. It, it, this passage is another exquisite picture of God's heart toward babies, little tiny ones the smallest among us, from nursing babies and infants to likely 12-year-olds there in Jerusalem, ready for their, their, first, their first Passover. Uh, now from here, Jesus is going to leave. He's going to leave Jerusalem. The, verse 17 says that he goes out of the city and he goes to Bethany. All right, is likely here hanging out with uh, you know, Mary and Martha and Lazarus who lived there. Uh, but all of this is a picture of God's heart toward children, from the infants and the, and the nursing babies all the way up to the little ones, up to perhaps 12 years old, they're all praising Jesus. Bring your children to church. Bring them to Jesus. Bring them here. Jesus even said this, let the little ones come to me because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And when you hear God speak to you through your children, you're seeing something that is also a fulfillment of Psalm 8. I've seen this in my own children. I've heard really profound truths come out of their mouths, even when they're little toddlers. I taught my kids, uh, I taught my kids the, the, the Proverbs, and it took a few years to go through the whole book. And my son Ace was a tiny little dude. He was only three-year-old when we started doing this. Uh, Autumn Grace wasn't even born yet when we started that study. And what was so cool was the other day I opened back up to the Proverbs because it's been a couple of years since I finished that study for our family sitting at our, our prayable and asking them, do you guys remember this? The fear of the Lord. And they all chimed in is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and discipline. All right. Listen, my son, to your father's instructions and do not reject your mother's teaching. They could finish every one of these statements. And I looked at Asa, who was three years old when I started teaching this. And I was like, don't be... And he's like, wise in your own eyes. And I remember him as a three-year-old once saying, the devil is wise in his own eyes. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. You're right. It is his pride. You know, it is his ambition. He was wise in his own eyes. And that's something we're strictly told not to be. 
according to the Proverbs. It is incredible to behold. I pray that you're blessed by this. Listen for, listen for the, uh, the praise that has been preordained and prophesied to come from the mouths of children to God. You can see why Jesus had in Matthew 18 such, such uh, fervent rebuke and, and such, such fearsome discipline and wrath upon those who would lead little ones astray who are predisposed unto him, who have been drawn by him and are drawn to him. If you take one of these little ones who, who believes in him and leads that little one astray, Jesus said in Matthew 18, it's better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. I mean, it's some of the most violent language that Jesus uses, and it's about those who lead children away from him. May we all become more childlike in our faith as well. If you do not have children, you do not have children yet, may you apply this passage by becoming more childlike. You were once a child yourself. May we all, in our walks with Christ, come back to those sweet days when Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, was sufficient to answer absolutely all of our big questions and to give us peace because we didn't feel like it was all on our shoulders we knew that it was actually all on His. May we all go back to those days where we just simply cry out to Jesus, come and save, Hosanna. Jesus, I believe that you're the son of David, that you're the prophesied one, that you're the Christ. There is such inexplicable peace when we who are world-weary adults with the weight of the world on our shoulders come back to that place in our hearts as children who simply love Jesus. Would you do that in prayer? right now.